I'm here. Uh, hello, I am also here. We are both here. This is the thing. We are here now. We are here. We are here. I am here. I promise. I Hi. exist. Hi, am here. Hi. I'm dad. Hi, dad. I'm also dad. Oh, it's double dad Tuesday. Uh, sure. Double dad two. I guess I could just say Tuesday because the word two is in there, kind of. You could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's Thursday, though. But it's... (laughs) It is Thursday. (laughs) We tried to change the day we recorded, and it didn't work. We still... The universe said, no, you must record T2TN on a Thursday. What a wild... Let's just get into it, I guess. Let's do it. Let's go. to Talk to the Nerd, a podcast about the hobbies your heart most desires. My name is Ryan Hall. And my name is Richard Lasco. Welcome to Post 100. It is episode 101. Right? Oh my gosh. I kind of forgot. (laughs) If you you look at the number 101, but you spell it as L-O-L with all lowercase... And then you put like squiggly lines on either side. Uh, it looks like someone drowning. What? <laughs> Why is this the thing? <laughs> Pull up. For, for you at home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. It does. But like. Do I have a squiggly on my keyboard? Hold on. I'm going to look now. Yeah, you do. Where? Uh, oh, there it is. See, I don't remember squiggle, lol, squiggle. Look, look at your messenger. I, I. Oh, yeah. I guess we're on Discord. Actually, why am I not doing it there? I don't know. The, legitimately, I don't know why you do anything. There you go. Ever. Thank you. See, Thank he's drowning, it and it's funny. <laughs> uh. It is it is sad that you think <sighs> drowning people are funny. It is if it's a comedy and the <laughs> drowning person can't breathe air. They can only breathe water. Then it's funny because they think they're drowning and they're just breathing. It's like trying oh. to Did you italicize LOL? <laughs> Not intentionally. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Welcome to the show. <laughs> we are we are this distance is, recording. This is what happens when we're not in the same room together. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness! I've got yeah, stuff so I want to talk about today. Why? Well, first off, why? Uh, why? Why are we long distance? Well, my family got sick. 
including myself. Yeah. So, yay. Yay for us. Everybody yeah. loves Everyone being sick. Everyone got sick. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> I will I will give you that. Uh, yeah, so we all got sick. That was fun. But we are still moving forward, I guess. You sick people, if you throw your hands up in the air, you look like, oh, well, see, it's funny again. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, man. Good grief. Uh, But yeah, I have stuff that I want to talk about today. What stuff do you want to talk about today? Well, um, I want to talk about kind of two big nerdy topics, like typical nerdy topics. Okay. Um, Kind of scared. Yeah. The one of them involves a question and the other one involves a bit. Which one do you want first? Well, let's start the show off with a nice bit. We haven't had a good starting bit in a while. Let's okay. Let's a bit. Well, Richard, I have something to show and tell you. That's Ooh. that's my working that's my working title. Okay, okay, okay. Or not working title, but but working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theme. We haven't done a show and tell. I think since you were gonna have a, another kid, I think that was the last uh, time we did a show and tell. Jeez, that's been over a year ago. Oh yeah, it's been a minute. I'm gonna send you a link because I went and bought something the other day that I am now getting into starting in January. Okay, what did I you buy? I bought this the week it released. Wait, you bought a comic book? I bought a comic book. What? The first episode of a comic book? So technically, this is the epilogue. Whoa, what does that mean? So, this is Earth 6160. Okay. So, our Earth, the one that we typically read in comics, is 616. That is the classic... As you know, but explaining for our listeners, or in the Marvel Universe, 616 is your original origins, which I don't think that Tom Holland is actually 616, is it? So the, the MCU is its own totally different uh, continuity. Okay. Uh, so it's not, it's not technically 616. Um, Because I know they made mention of that in the second Tom Holland Spider-Man film, but he was also, Mysterio was also lying to everybody at the same time. What did he say in that movie? I can't remember. He said he was from a different universe, which was our first mention of multiversal stuff. Oh, no, he was lying. Yeah. He mentioned Earth 616, but since we all so know that he was lying, kind of throws that out as well. Yeah. So, yes, that was lying. At least as far as I know, he was lying. I don't think he actually was from another reality. No. But we do see, like, the MCU is its own continuity, its own, like, universe. Which is why it's so different from, like, 616. 
the main comic continuity line was 616, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. There is also the ultimate timeline, which has its own numerical Earth system. Anyway, this one you sent me, you said, is 6160, though. Yes, this is actually the... Okay, so you mentioned Ultimate Universe. I'm kind of talking about that. How? What do you know about the Ultimate Universe? Um, I know that the, the the way that characters get their powers and some of the some of the power dynamics of those are a little bit different. Um, but I I don't know what you're asking me specifically. <laughs> so this is kind of the epilogue of what has become a completely new universe. From what I from what I understand, I've got this guy at work. Um, he's he's actually one of the uh, higher ups. If you catch him monologuing, he will not stop talking. He's a big nerd, just in general, okay. when it comes to music and and Marvel. Marvel's a big one, and he ba- I I walked up to him and asked him, "Hey, I want to get back into comic books because I heard y'all talking about Marvel." Um, where do I start? And apparently that week, Ultimate Universe number one dropped on Wednesday. Okay. And from from what I can tell, from what I what I've uh, gathered, six one six combined with another universe, and there's this dude called the Maker who takes the shape of Mister Fantastic. By the way, the Maker. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the maker is Reed Richards from another world. Yes, um, that's that's what I figured. So he's evil essentially, but his whole thing was he knows how all of the heroes in his world, you know, come about. So he's trying to stop the heroes from existing. That's like his goal. That's his mission. So what this epilogue is is. He is on this world. Doctor Doom is a good guy. Hulk's a bad guy. Captain Britain's a bad guy. Captain America is still in ice. Doctor Doom, I guess, with um, Iron Lad, not Iron Man, Iron Lad. Okay. Um, found Captain America from an earlier time, in as the comic says, in his innocence, and they go bust Thor out of jail right before they show Cap. Um, because according to Doom and Iron Lad, the maker had come in and messed everything up. The heroes that would be the the world that would be is completely different because he helped Loki kill Odin. And so now Loki is king and Thor is in jail because he's accused of killing Odin. Okay. They bust him out and they tell him, hey, you're supposed to be king. And of course, Sif is the prison guard and she's hopping along because he's her prisoner, but she's along for the ride now. And that's kind of where Ultimate Universe starts, this this new thing. And the exciting part about this is... They are starting three new runs next year. One in January, one in February, and one in March. Respectfully, 
Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. Ultimate Black Panther. Interesting. And Ultimate X-Men. Okay. And I will be getting them the week, the probably the day they come out. And so for the first time in my life, I will be keeping up to date with certain runs wow. of comic books. Okay. So this is this is kind of my show and tell. The next time you come over in person, I'll let you check it out in person. But you've got the link there. Do you to, have like a physical book? I have the physical comic of what you are looking at. Okay, because I'm literally able to read all of this, which is weird to me. I know how to find things. Oh, okay. So I'm bootlegging things is what you're telling me. I have no idea. Don't think about it too hard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But as I'm looking into this, there is a um, Ultimate Secret Wars that happened. There There was a comic strip. And I think I found the most badass Marvel moment that I have ever read in that okay um there's this chick who's kind of you know beating everybody up during the secret wars everything's kind of gone to shit and star lord's been shot in the spleen and apparently just through this whole run he's everyone's been kind of like what is his whole deal why does he have a toothpick in his mouth this is not the star lord that we know but of course he's shot in the spleen. This chick is like, yeah, no, I've got this. This is all mine now. And he looks up at her and he goes, yeah, that's my spleen, but I've got one more trick up my sleeve. And he takes the toothpick out of his mouth, shoves it into the world tree. And the toothpick says, I am Groot. And Groot becomes the world tree. Oh my gosh. It is one of the most coolest badass scenes I've ever seen in like Marvel comics. Everything outside of, you know, Miles Morales giving Molecule Man a sandwich and that's how he gets him on their side. Oh, and it's two (laughs) weeks old, but to Molecule Man, it's two years old. And (laughs) he was just hungry. And Miles Morales goes, I've got a sandwich. I've kind of eaten out of it and it's like two days old. But here you go. Molecule Man's like, oh, I like you. I think I'm gonna, I think we're gonna be on your side now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because the fucking power of a Spider-Man. Yeah, that that's. <laughs> yeah, well, one of my favorite moments in, in, in like, superhero, like TV media that I saw, was uh it was during one of the Flash movies, or I think it was actually during the Justice League TV show, and it was where Flash like came up and started talking to uh, one of his villains, one of the rogues that he does. Um, he typically will play a bunch of like stupid, you know, stupid but like dangerous pranks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his oh, was uh, it the Trickster? It? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Literally he was like trickster. in a bar or something. Yeah, yeah, you've seen the clip, at least, if you haven't seen the episode. Yeah. Um, And he's like, yeah, so uh, did you, did you like stop taking your meds? Oh, yeah, they make me feel all fuzzy. But you know that that's like actually helping you, right? Like you're wearing the suit again. Oh, oh, dang. Oh, you're right. I guess I should go take my meds. And then the Flash is just like, all right. 
when you're done taking your drink, go uh, go turn yourself in. And he just yells at you, caught me again, Flash. And it's like super chill. That kind of superhero yeah. friendliness is what makes like Flash and, and, and Spider-Man special. I think you honestly know? Flash is the Spider-Man of DC personality wise. Uh, yeah, I, I, I totally am. I see what you mean. And, o- and outside I, I don't of know, maybe Robin. I don't know. I feel like Robin has its own stuff. Yeah, depends yeah. on which Robin too. There's like four of them. I, and I love the relationship that he and Batman have because Flash doesn't know it. Well, he 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 eventually figures it out. But Batman has such a deep care for Flash. And yeah. it's so hidden, but it is so obvious to everyone else except for Flash. Yeah. I love that uh, we get to see those those little connections. I think it makes it feel more human. Part of the reason, not entirely, but part of the reason why I like Spider-Man is that kind of like personality that we get to see from him. He's he's just a person and he deals with as much stuff as we do as much anxiety and stress and yeah and he's still he's not the best superhero out here you know he's he's flawed and he's not perfect but mm-hmm. he's always able to push through using his d- determination and his like desire to keep going yeah and we saw that a lot in the Flash uh CW show too I think yeah. I really appreciate the way they portrayed him. Not necessarily towards the end, I feel like, but Yeah, I need <clears throat> to go back and finish the like last few seasons. I feel like I got a little uh I think I'm behind by like two seasons almost. It's... I've only seen the first two seasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh <clears throat> then you're kind of missing out. Okay, was, but I mean, there were yes three no. different flashes, and they pulled out electricity bolts and used them as lightsabers. It kind of threw what are you me talking off. About? There's a scene in the Flash where the Flash and uh, Reverse Flash are fighting a different Flash, or they—I think it was him and a, another Flash—and they were fighting like Reverse Flash. I don't know. There was a bad guy and there were two other flashes and they all summoned lightning from the sky and used it like swords and fought each other. <laughs> I don't remember this. That's so funny. <laughs> Wait, why the fuck are we talking about this? We should be talking about the thing that we literally just saw tonight. Honestly, yeah, we should. We just finished this before recording. Okay. Yeah. Like, literally 10 p.m., you messaged me, hey, just finished the movie, and I had finished it about 8.20 p.m. in the actual theaters while you were watching it on Peacock, right? Yes, I was. Okay, so so Richard and I watched the Five Nights at Freddy's Bloomhouse movie starring Josh Hutcherson and Matthew Lillard. Um, yes. Uh, so... We have two routes here. We can <laughs> we can include spoilers and put a huge, huge spoiler warning all over this. 
Yeah. Um, which is probably what we're going to end up doing, let's be honest. <laughs> or we could try to go spoiler free. <laughs> I want to, let's, let's do this. Let's do a spoiler alert, but try not to. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so, so that way if we fuck up, we fuck up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Possible spoiler alerts. Huge yes. possible spoiler alert for... Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's the movie. So let's 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 get the premise out there. This is based off the Five Nights at Freddy's video game that came out. I want to say seven years ago, eight years ago. It's um, been a while. Yeah, it was I don't about seven or eight years out. ago. I know that. Um, I, th- I think. Hold on, now I gotta look this up. Yeah, I'm looking it up too. Hold on. 2014, August eighth. Jeez, yeah. So, yeah, it was like nine, nine, nine years, years ago? ago. Yeah, nine years ago. <clears throat> and then it Dude. was like the next year. No, it was the same year in November that the second one came out. And then three months later in March, the third one. And then July of 2015, the fourth one. He busted out these games so fast. Honestly, I didn't realize how fast the first few came out because they've been doing. Oh, I don't even know how many they're on right now. Uh, But now they have. There's about eight games, I think. No, I think there's eight or eleven games. But now we have. Now we have video games, books, a movie, Mm -hmm. uh, VR video games. Like there's so many games now it is insane um so first off so 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 yeah it's based off the honestly the movie is very based off the first game i would say mostly with um some homages to a couple of others i would say yeah there's there's definitely nods and hints towards various other uh you know, games in the franchise and, and media in the franchise. For example, um, some of the books are referenced slightly in, in, in like Easter egg feels more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, but it does very much go over the first game. Uh, so like if you're, if you're, if you haven't, if you care about Five Nights at Freddy's and you haven't played the first game or, or haven't like, been spoiled over the first game what are you doing what really? are you it's doing been, yeah it's been s- almost 10 years e- now ever since <laughs> ever since august 2014 there have been dozens of parodies and originals for for five nights at freddy's uh songs um there there have been um Fan, fan fiction of course is tons of fan art there's been you know there was a whole movie that called Willy's Wonderland starring Nicolas Cage who doesn't say a single word in the whole movie that is very based off of Five Nights at Freddy's when they when Five Nights at Freddy's um, they thought that it wasn't going to happen so someone else decided to make Willy's Wonderland and I'm sorry that movie is great it's hilarious not I in a, haven't seen it. It it it's fun. It's it's but 
It is funny to me that Nicolas Cage doesn't say a single line in the whole yep, fucking movie. Not a single line. Everybody else that talks. Is so and they try to, funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Like his car breaks down. He goes to get it fixed. And then the only way he can get it fixed is to spend the night, one night, in this animatronic filled fun house, essentially. Like, like a Chuck E. Cheese or, you know, Freddy Fazbear's pizzeria yeah and that's how he could pay off his car oh my gosh that's so ridiculous <laughs> he just took the job and he did all this without saying a single word oh my gosh i need to watch this movie sometime okay but five nights at freddy's the movie um what was what was your opinion did you like it so my first impression and the, the thing that i kind of kept thinking over and over throughout the movie is i love that they did not try to hide anything. This wasn't like the horror movie where you were trying to figure out what was going on and you weren't sure. No, this was just like, we are unapologetically, everybody knows what we are at this point. If you're coming to see this movie, you know that we're haunted animatronics. That's what it is. Everybody knows it. Uh, that is like the big spoiler of, of like the franchise in general, which you find out in like game one, they're haunted. There's ghosts. It's animatronics. They're killing people. That's what it is. And this movie doesn't try to hide that. It doesn't try to pretend that it's anything but that. It is just, yeah. here's what we are. Here's what we're doing. Mm-hmm, Everybody mm-hmm. knows what we're doing. The premise is there. We're not going to try to pretend like it's anything other than what it is. The entire time. That's what it was. Yep. And the characters just like bought into it it's just this is what it was and it wasn't i don't know i thought yeah. it was very funny they also how they did that they also did not change the animatronics like not really no i mean they they obviously like had to in terms of like video game to real life but sure. at its core for sure right it, it yeah. was it is what it is right it it yeah. They kept it very authentic to the video games and the original terrifying nature of what they looked like. They they had me going for this one scene for about 10 minutes of the movie. Um, and, and you'll know what I'm talking about, Richard. But I was sitting there because Kid was with me when we were watching. And I had to look over at him and I'm like, when did this turn into Mechanical Barney? What is happening right now? <laughs> Like you know, you know the scene I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, what is happening? This isn't a oh horror film my anymore. Gosh. What the hell is going on? And then, and then they, 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 they fixed it. I was like, okay, that's fine. This is fine. But it, it, it was. Yeah, it, it stepped out of that realm for a minute. It, it did. Definitely it definitely was like, all right. A, I think that was the scariest part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> was just how uncomfortable I was with how chill that scene was. Dude, um, it was wild. There was there was moments where it it definitely like didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Uh it, it definitely didn't like make it wasn't trying to be anything other than what it was doing. Like it, it was like we are, yeah. we are doing this movie and this is we all know what we're here for. We all know we're here for killer robots that are inhabited yep, by ghosts. Yep. yep. Like, 
and it just showed that and it was very i i think it was good because of that i think that that was like made it you know like it wasn't hiding anything the entire time now were there jump scares yeah were they good jump scares not really not in my opinion (laughs) they were there they were all right did you like foxy uh i i guess i don't know that cupcake that cupcake was kind of funny cupcake yeah it was kind of funny Dude, that cupcake like fucked people up. <laughs> Bro, it was kind of terrifying, but in a really funny way. Right? I Dude. I appreciated it. I and y'all, Matt Pat's cameo was. I know it was, that was short, so but it funny. was sweet. It was. It was. And he got great. his line of. He got his in line. There. He did get his oh line in. Oh my gosh. So he t- he actually released a video about his cameo, and one of the things I think is really funny is how much detail uh, Scott Coffin, who is the original creator of Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, he was heavily involved with the filming of this movie. Which is why I'm like, hardcore fans, if, if they're frustrated with the movie, they can't be that mad. Scott right. fucking Cawthorn was directly involved. It's not... What, Cawthorn? What are you talking about? Coffin. Coffin? Scott Coffin. That's his name. You said Cawthorn. It is Coffin. Look at that. It's Scott Coffin. I what? see that now. I'm seeing <laughs> Coffin now. Uh, anyway, he was like heavily involved. He was on set. He came out day one, was there with the recording process, and... I think that it was really cool hearing how involved he was, for one. For two, he was involved with things like uh, MatPat's character name uh, was Ness. And the reason why Scott Coffin decided to name MatPat's characters Ness is because of MatPat's video that Sans is Ness. So he was memeing off of a MatPat meme that MatPat did about himself, like did himself. Wow. He was making a joke, a reference to a video (laughs) that MatPat did. That's a lot. That's like both deep and not deep at the same time. And like Matt was like thinking that it was it was so much of like this reference to this potential character name that we talked about in the series and, and like all this stuff. And, and Scott Coffin was like, (laughs) no, it's from that video you made like ages ago. (laughs) Wow. But like, I think that that kind of hilarious, not taking himself too seriously, not taking the movie too seriously. I think it played well into the kind of movie that it was. Um, like, yeah, it was a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. It was exactly what I expected it to be. It was good. It was it weird? Yeah. Yeah. I, was it my favorite movie? No. I it was good. loved Matthew Lillard in that movie. He did really good. Bro, is it is not um a spoiler because it was said before that he plays William Afton, who is um if anyone knows anything about Five Nights at Freddy's, is technically the villain. Of 
Five Nights at Freddy's. He's the reason that there are ghosts in the animatronics. Yes, he is the he is the ultimate bad guy of the series. Yeah, um, and I think he did. I think technically, you know, they're all supposed to be British, but that's that's a side thing. Um, he did an amazing job uh, playing his role. I I I loved his 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 speech patterns his choice his his word choice um the the way he carried himself it was it was great um yeah and i i love that actor in general yeah i i mean i don't really i can't say that i know that much about that actor before like this movie i may have seen him in a couple of other things but have you seen the live action Scooby Doo? Yes, but it's been a long time. He's Shaggy. Oh, okay. Okay, that's funny. Have you seen have you seen the alcohol that he's making? Yes! Yes! Oh my gosh! Em actually was telling me about it yesterday morning. She pulled Matthew fucking Lillard just as if he couldn't even get better. Cause he's in the Scream movie. By the way, he's in the original Scream movie. It, it, I love this man so much. He is making alcohol based off of like your stereotypical like like high fantasy D and D like tropes, like the classes. Like, hold on, I yes. gotta pull this up now. Yes, he has his paladins uh, called Quest End is Dude. the name of the company. Yes, Quest, Quest End. End. Uh, is the name of the company that makes this alcohol. His current release is a whiskey titled... Uh, it's based off of the... I don't know if it's titled, but it's based off of Paladins. Yes, it is called Quest End Paladin. It is a bourbon. Is. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, went on sale Dude. on October 6th, and all 5,000 bottles were priced at $149.99 and sold out within two weeks. I believe it. Uh, there are other releases that they are currently talking about making and uh, are in yes. the process of putting they have, out. They have one called Dragon. I think that those are neat. I think that those are really cool that they are making them. It is funny to me that uh, that they exist in the first mm-hmm, place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows like how much of an absolute nerd he is. Also, he is a huge D&D nerd. Obviously, enough to make... like alcohol based off of the character off of the game but D&D has sent him like Wizards of the Coast has sent him D&D merch boxes before like just stuff wow um so he is enough like I've seen his TikToks and he is enough of an enough of a D&D nerd that they'll literally like send him loot boxes of stuff and he's so excited every time it happens like he loves D&D and I think it's great that this this actor who is huge nerd is getting to nerd out even more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if y'all ever get the time, go to Forbes.com and check out the article by Rob Wieland uh, called How Dungeons and Dragons Got Matthew Lillard Through a Midlife Crisis. Nice. I That's interesting. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. At all. That's cool. See, I mean, people hate on D&D so much, <laughs> saying it's the devil's game, but it's not. It's just Bro. a game. Yeah. Uh, it's just a good, old-fashioned, fun... 
silly <laughs> That's okay. imagination filled game. I have been getting a video on my Instas and uh, TikToks of this pastor. And the, the video I saw is this uh, Christian dude who's making fun of it a little bit by pretending to be the audience. It's hilarious. But okay. there's this pastor who is like, from here on out. I don't want to see any single merchandise or drink from Starbucks again because Starbucks is Lilith. I that that is who the character is. I have done my research. I will stake my life on this. <laughs> Starbucks is witchcraft. And I'm like, "Holy shit. It is coffee, my guy. It is fucking coffee." Oh man, that is that is great. That is great goodness right there. Holy cow. It, it just... Mm, yeah. It's a lot. Speaking of D&D, we have a question. We do. Technically, we have several questions mixed into the question. We do. We do. Hey, so I just started playing D&D. My DM takes forever in our group chat to answer. LOL. Yes, Dungeon Daddy, I'm talking to you. That would be me. I'm assuming that's you. Yeah. As players or as DMs, <laughs> uh, uh. what do y'all think about player using body parts, making them into jewelry, and then trying to put a spell on it? As Ryan knows, I'm the player that takes random things from monsters we kill. What are y'all thoughts on it? And do y'all have any advice on new player playing? Sincerely, Lyrica. Now, I will say this. Lyrica is one of my characters in my current D&D run, and she is so fun. She's a barbarian. Okay. Barbarian tiefling. And Ooh. yeah, one of her prized possessions is a Nothic asshole. Of course. We don't <laughs> talk about how she can physically possess a hole, <laughs> but she has a Nothic asshole. If y'all don't know what a Nothic is, imagine Mike Wazowski on steroids and an actual body. But uh, yeah, 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 I... I, I uh, <laughs> I do take forever to talk. It's because I have a job now. I'm sorry, Lyrica. Look, I mean, the the, the, the short answer is it, when it comes to D&D, you know, with, within the realms of what is what is um, considered appropriate and within the boundaries that y'all set for your game, everybody's different, anything goes, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that holding onto body parts as long as the dm is like okay with it and, and like has facilitated a way for that to make sense within the realms of this world i don't understand why it's a problem listen like, i haven't made a way to make an asshole make sense but it's still there all right like <laughs> but you've allowed for it yes, right yes like, you've allowed for it it's there um does it matter if it's the like muscles that make up the sphincter or is it the actual hole God. itself who knows who cares <laughs> uh the character is having a fun time and that's what matters that's what matters and i think that when it comes to this idea when i first heard this mm-hmm. my my like initially went to like you've killed the human cultist and now you steal their teeth to make a necklace like that's gross in my opinion that's gross if my players yeah. like wanted to do it i would ask like 
why and i i think that i would have a hard time playing with people who who think like that but yeah no this is the kind of person who after they kill like an evil priestess she's gonna take their left breast nipple that's that's the kind of (laughs) (laughs) oh my god like that is that is the kind of um player this is oh my god uh (laughs) i i would i would probably look at them sideways but then i'd laugh like honestly that's that's what it would be yeah i i think that in terms of like finding monsters and like taking their claws or or their teeth or or bones or whatever like yeah yeah whether it be that or literally their buttholes like okay sure whatever that's what you want to do okay that makes sense i mean typically in like D in general like those kinds of items would be used within the realms of the game to do things like make potions or items or whatever that's common you know <laughs> dragon claws right dragon claws would be used in all kinds of things so yeah uh, some some of the background because what they didn't say in this was something that i actually got in our um our D and D uh, group chat. <clears throat> they asked the question originally there, and I just didn't answer. So they got. I guess they got mad and sent this email. <laughs> <laughs> but originally, she asked, hey, "Can we make something like a neck, and then have someone like enchanted?" And we're like, "What?" And she said, "Like if I take the butthole and say intestines make a necklace and then go to the market and have someone put a spell on it or something to curse them or to or yeah like put a spell or curse to get info from them while they're holding it so they're wanting to use this on like other people to make them i guess something i think that's one of the many uses that they've thought of i don't like that sounds interesting but I feel like I also want to figure out like something also practical that makes sense of why you would put a spell on a body part. Okay, so if we look at Dungeons and Dragons proper, right? Mm-hmm. If we go rules as written, for example, without going too much into things like homebrew, we see certain D&D rules that allow for similar construction of magical items artificers are the prime example of this uh, artificers can create magical items out of literally nothing um, or literally anything uh, where yeah. they take a source material and enchant something into it um, for example imbuing the spell light into any object they touch um, and it, instead of like casting the spell light this imbues that item with the ability to be used as the spell light um so i think that there's there's reason and even cause to have anything including body parts used to facilitate magic whether that be against spells or um like artificer whatever (laughs) yeah um now giving it some kind of truth serum or like type of magic imbued into it depends on what makes sense for your game again 
uh, that is yeah. 100% up to you as the DM. And I think that as the, you have to really make sure that you're communicating with your DM about that. Um, and then the DM needs to definitely communicate that back with the players, you know, like responding to text messages and stuff like that. Um, so whatever DM that this person has that isn't responding definitely should do that. You know, like that's just a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Or you could do what we talked about almost two years ago in episode eight. Do you want to buy a body and uh, figure out the yeah. statistics on the black market and sell body parts? Yeah, yeah. Literally, go Fuck. to uh, go and, and <laughs> listen to that episode. Show your DM that episode yep. and be like, "Hey, DM, uh, this is valuable. This is what we should sell this for." And and do that. Uh, <laughs> Gosh. Uh, okay. So yeah, I think I think it just depends on on you and the DM and what yeah. makes sense for your character. I don't think it would make sense for any of my current characters to like loot a dead body of literal body parts. I can find a reason. I'm one of your players. I can find a reason. You want me to find a reason? I'll find a reason. Your character, I said, would make sense. My characters that I am playing as would not make sense uh, to do that. Okay. Uh, I could see you doing that. What? I couldn't see me doing what? that. Um, uh, the only way I'd be taking body parts is if it was someone important and I sent it to like 12 different important people and said, look what I can do. Right. Don't, don't cross me. Right. Using it as an intimidation <laughs> method. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I could see my character doing that since he's like an evil politician essentially yeah so what about advice on new players playing because honestly we've talked so much about D over the past hundred episodes i don't think we've actually like thrown out there how we how what we want new players to like know or or advice i guess sure I think that for new players, my strongest advice is going to be don't worry about the rules. It isn't your job to know all the rules. And it isn't your job to care about the rules. It's the DM's job to know the rules and to facilitate the rules in whatever method they choose. But it is... yeah. It is your job as a new player to explore and have fun. Yeah. And uh, uh, oh, sorry, I n- cut you uh, off. No, I cut you off. I was just gonna I was gonna hop on that and say a good DM will not tire of telling you okay, I hear what you're saying, let's do it differently to make it work or no that's not going to work a good dm's not going to have a problem telling you that which is why i feel like that advice is so good to not worry about the rules because you're going to be learning them as a new player you're going to be diving into it because your dm is going to be throwing you into a situation where you will be forced to make roles based off of your statistics based off your your skills and attributes so when you try to do something, you say, I'm going to do this, or can I do this? And your DM will either, a good DM will work with that. Because even if you can't do the thing specifically that you want to do, 
a good DM will probably throw out a hint or or a direction of saying, well, you can't do that. However, the A, B, and C, one, two, and three, you know? Yeah, and and I think that it, it is your job as a, as a new player to learn rules um, and, and to, like, grow into the rules and like kind of understand why things are happening as they happen. But it is also the job of the DM to guide that process in a way that Mm -hmm. is healthy. Like don't stress about if you understand everything, that's not the point. And, And for you and I, we didn't have a rule book when we started this process. We didn't have the books at all. We just said, we're going to, we're going to figure it out. We're going to have fun and we're going to try and we're yeah. going to mess up <laughs> and do stupid stuff. And it, it was fun. It was great. My first zombie role play was we took a D20 and I decided, okay, here are your stats. You put a point into this stat. And you had like, what, six, I think? Uh, No, it was way more than that. Because like, anyway, it doesn't really matter it, that yeah, much. Yeah, it was a, it was we, a fun had... thrown together system. <laughs> yeah. It, it was simple, it was dumbed down, and it gave us the chance to learn how to explore the roleplay space. Yes. And I think that that is what a good DM will allow to happen. Uh, for people who like really want to r- learn the rules to start, my, my advice is just learn them, but don't feel beholden to them. Yeah. That isn't the point. The point is to explore a world of the DM's creation. And if you trust your DM, they're going to have a good time and you're going to have a good time too. Yep. And yep. everybody's going to work together. And you're, it's, it's, that's what matters. All this sounds like really good parenting advice. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you are the child and you know what kids don't worry about the rules. Honestly, that's true. And it's a parent's job to like really guide that system into and, knowing. And a lot of times, as parents, I, I, I you know, I, everyone parents differently, but I feel like a great way to teach your children is through play, is through like role play. Actually, when you're when you have, um, like for example, my daughter has a bunch of like fake food and and blocks, and when we're building, I'll pick up a block and I'll say what the color of that block is. So she's learning that. I'll pick up a fruit or a vegetable or a food piece. I'll say what it is and I'll say, you know, where it goes or if it's hot, if it's cold, that kind of thing. And that slowly instills in her brain what that is and apply it to the real world as well as like counting and and letters and all that jazz. Yeah. I think that my brain zoned out. I'm sorry. I missed half of what you said. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I think you, uh, I think we, we, uh, got the point across. It's, it's, it's very much, you know, like parenting. You use the things around you to teach your children real life, you know, aspects through play, through role play. And eventually they get it. They start learning about the rules of the world, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and in D&D specifically with new players, just have fun, explore, ask questions. Even if you're like, I don't know if this is how this works, ask anyway. That's not, that's, that's the <laughs> yeah. fun part of being a DM is 
I don't know what my players are going to do. I still don't know what my players are going to do. And, and it's funny, too, because one of the funny things that I've watched uh, is even players who have been doing this for literally years still don't know what they're doing. Uh, yeah. At moments in time, right? Maybe not all, like they'll they'll know more, but they still don't remember everything and that's okay i can't Um, tell you how many times we've had discussions about advantage on a roll like yeah nobody knows (laughs) my one of my favorite clips right now uh is from critical role and i I saw this tiktok fairly recently and i love it is uh there is a moment where the players of critical role and this happened like maybe 10 20 episodes ago so like realistically within the last three months um which is important because they have been playing for like 10 years like eight or 10 years they've been playing dungeons and dragons at effectively the highest level of DD you can be playing they are professionals they literally do it for a job they are renowned for it like it is literally a tv show right they're playing D&D and they all of a sudden are doing this thing and they freak out and they start rolling dice and all the players are like really excited. They get a natural 20. They're super fucking hyped and, and you watch them as they're trying to like figure out what stat goes with this. And then the other characters like, Oh, I'm doing this too. So like they roll and, and they're all like, everybody gets really excited. They're all like, they look at the DM and they're like, what stat do we need to add? Wait, wait, which one do we add? And Matt goes, uh, none. Uh, it's it's the spell scry. You don't roll for scry. <laughs> <laughs> and he just sat back and watched them fuck this up so bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it was so funny because these are players who are knowing they have been doing this for so long. Yeah, they know their yeah. stuff so well. <laughs> and yet... They make such a colossal and silly and goofy mistake. And it just happens. It happens to the best of us. So don't worry if you're a new player. Yeah. Just have fun. Right? Like, they all laughed so fucking hard. And it was so funny. That is legitimately one of my favorite clips. I kid you not. It was so good. Yeah. And I think if that's your advice, I think my big advice is work with everybody around you. You are not the only person there. And it's fine if you have an amazing backstory and you have something that you want to explore. That's great. If you have a good DM and you trust your DM, he will get to your story. He will make you the center of attention when it is necessary and when it works for everybody. Don't don't force it and don't do your way or the highway. Work with the characters, make character choices, tell tell a good story with everybody. I think that one's I think that's one of my biggest advice outside of what yours was, because yours is like right up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that um being a team player is important. I think that for new for brand new players it is easier to be a part of the crowd than it is to be a lone wolf. I feel like experienced players fall into that trap more often. 
I've seen opposite. <laughs> I don't know. I just know that it, it's important. Your advice is important, right? I'm not. I'm not negating. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I, was, I didn't, I didn't think you were stepping on my tail or nothing, sir. Because uh, it is. It, it that is incredibly good advice. Play with your team. Play with Please. your party. Please. It's fun. It's supposed to be a mm-hmm. collaborative storytelling experience. Yeah, you can. So just you can in. be an asshole, but just make it part of the game and make it work for the game you know like if your character is a bit of an asshole then you can make your character choices as an asshole but don't be so into your character that it makes it like unenjoyable for everybody else you know yeah if that makes sense because you because everybody's going to introduce their characters and everyone's going to learn what everyone's personality is and there will be clashing that's going to happen a good story is going to have that just make sure you balance, you know? <laughs> Go, don't focus so much on that your character's an asshole or that your character is a goody two-shoes that that you get in the way of everybody else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It should be fun. <laughs> it should be fun for everyone, not just you. Yeah, otherwise it's so. just nasty. But you know what's also nasty? <laughs> What? (laughs) Welcome to Ryan's Spooky Corner. Come into the shadows. We have a Slenderman knockoff. Okay. I say that. I have nothing good. I'm running out of ideas for the welcome... Coming to the shadows part. Wow, wow. I'm running out of ideas. This bit. Yeah, we need to um, refresh that old juice. <laughs> I am. I am sipping on molecules, man. Uh, this uh, is what happens when you when you uh, pop off too much. You know, you just run out of juice in the long run. You should like take a break. Stop. Uh, Listen. Stop. I'm just going through the states and then and then and then and then the spooky corner bit will be like every other bit. It'll come up sometimes, but not every episode. I just want to get through these 50. And if we can't get through all of them before season three, that would be great. But we'll see. Uh... <laughs> we don't have that right. much long. So this one is in South Dakota. Okay. So imagine if you will, um, you're out in the forest, and maybe you've heard tales of Slenderman, but as you're walking through, the sun is setting, and you you look over, and you see a figure standing next to a tree. It looked like a tree for a second, but then you realize it's a guy, and he's got oh. really long legs and really long arms and a top hat. Okay. Well, obviously, I wave. That's yeah. polite. Yeah, you wave. He doesn't wave back. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, rude, but maybe he's just confused or a little scared. I'm yeah. going to start walking towards him and saying hello, you know, as we do. Yeah, this is the part where I'm going to have to say trigger warning. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trigger warning. Um, Specifically suicide. Oh, fuck. Yeah, this one's a, this one's a doozy. Because when you walk up to him... He probably you know, that would have been nice to know because yeah. like I I wouldn't have made such light of this if I'd known this is where this was going. Yeah, but Fuck. like you know, keeping the lighter mood is kind of nice at the same time. But 
this one is actually a recent one. This is not one that goes back to, you know, the 18, 1600s, technically. This is one that came out okay. around 2019 is when, when this story came about. But it's actually told orally through um, the the o, the Oglala Lakota subtribe of Sioux Native Americans. Okay, so this thing, we still have not gotten to what this thing does. Right, um, so... I see it, I walk to it. <laughs> um, he just kind of stands there, I think, is, is what's going to happen here. And you walk closer, and you walk closer, and now we're playing monster of the week so roll your 2d6 but um (laughs) excellent excellent yeah no he just disappears he almost like goes into the trees or something and you start hearing these whispers in your head and it's dark and it's disturbing and for the next couple weeks you deal with the most depression that you've had in your entire life maybe you go to therapy maybe you don't um, this creature, this thing, this person is called Walking Sam. We have had a okay. lot of like generic kind of names. Name. We've had a lot of generic names like, like, like right? we've had Charlie. Uh, yeah, Charlie. Twice. Yeah, we've had Charlie a couple times. Now we've got Sam. Again, South Dakota. It, it th- again, this one's dark. One of the pictures that we have is almost this bone thin body, and he has his arms kind of stretched out. And from his arms, um, are p- people hanging from ropes, and they're depicted as Lakota, uh, from the Lakota tribe in 2020, so three years ago. The then president of the Oglala Lakota tribe declared a state of emergency on the reservation because in the woods, okay, there were a hundred and nine, a hundred and nine suicide attempts on the reservation. Oh my God, that's so many. Since December of 2019. Nine people between the ages of 12 and 24, 12 and 24, succeeded. Jeez. And as small as that number is compared to 103, it's still very sad that that happened, period. That that, that even one went through. And it, it, this is orally passed on. So we virtually have nothing on walking Sam. How did we hear about this? Like, did it? How did this come about? Uh, well, it, it was the it was the incident since December of 2019. And well, I mean, I mean, I mean, how do like was this posted somewhere? Where was this posted? Who talked about this? Because they're talking about it through their does from person to person. How do we hear about it? Because I don't know any funny put in that tribe. Yeah, so are they like posting this online now? Yeah. So stuff. I from what I'm gathering. Um people who are around that tribe you know when when the state of emergency was told in 2020 um it probably kicked off from there um 
some believe that he that Walking Sam is a manifestation of the people of the Oglala Lakota tribe that were killed during the 1890 Wounded Knee Massacre or the Battle of Wounded Knee. Um, yeah, uh, the U.S. cavalry attacked the tribe and 300 tribe members were killed. Some tribe members today are said to believe the ground is cursed and the spirit of the dead still wander there. So, so this is almost, from what it sounds like, a combined force that that summons this tall, strangly man representing the the darkness behind that massacre. Um, yeah, and and just again, you know, shows how how terrible we have treated native americans in this country it it's awful um but yeah it is it is pretty dark um and people have been trying to raise awareness about it and trying to get the word out to lessen the attempts and to just help the people around it um <clears throat> so yeah it, it's We've been talking about it a lot, but the the realness behind some of these urban legends is can get pretty heavy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy, and it's sad that this happened to begin with. Um, this is gonna sound kind of funny, and I don't know, I don't know how I can say this without it being a little weird. But sure, if we look in the past, we had many many people. Throughout cultures, throughout civilization as a whole, come up with gods, monsters, stories, myths, legends for how things exist today, right? Um, We look at, uh, for example, uh, I don't know, uh, we have gods of the harvest, right? And, And how those came to mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. for example a uh, good example is uh persephone and hades right hades taking persephone um to to hell um or to to the underworld mm-hmm. and how the underworld uh how basically they bargained to have persephone come out six months out of the year um and how that is based around why they believed the seasons happened right why there's a spring and a summer why there's a winter and a fall um it is all based around persephone going to and coming out of the underworld for six months out of the year it's wild this feels like another story that is people trying to explain things that they don't understand yeah um, in this case, it's the suicide rate. Why is the suicide rate so high? Well, it's the Sam guy. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know if there's any validity here. I don't know if there are real ghosts involved. I don't know. I don't care. Um, but I find this an interesting thing how we will find ways to explain things that we don't understand. And it's still happening today. Even with so much science and so much technology and so many things that we do understand there are still so many things we don't understand and we are constantly struggling to find ways to 
grasp that understanding when we don't. Bro. Stray facts. Stray facts. Anyway, I find it interesting. No, I, I like that. That thought process on it, that makes a lot of sense. It's actually kind of what I was thinking right before you said it, so I'm glad that you were able to get it out verbally for me. I appreciate the (laughs) hell out of that. And we appreciate you listeners for sticking around for 101 episodes. Um, Whoever you are, whoever you may be, uh, we love hearing from you guys, so you 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 should hit us up on our email, talk to the nerd at gmail.com that is talk the number two the nerd at gmail.com we're there so you should be there outside of that we still uh encourage you to share our show with your friends your families your enemies all of them we'll 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 take it all your your dog (laughs) your dog over there little don't worry don't worry we will change squire the third we will change your enemies to lovers if you'd like like we will more oh, than yeah. friends we'll skip friends we'll go straight to lovers enemies let's, to lovers let's, let's go. be real the enemy to lover is Trope? it's uh, mm. it's out there yeah it's they know there. how to make love <laughs> your enemies know how to make love they may not know it and you may not know it but True. we do we, we do, do know it and if we you do. get them to listen to this for a limited time, for you. just kidding. No. For a limited time, if you subscribe to our Patreon for five dollars a month, oh my god, we cannot guarantee this. <laughs> oh, we can't. Oh damn. <laughs> well, anyways, thank you so much for listening to our show. And as always, my name is Ryan Hall, and my name is Richard Lasco. Come back next time so you too can talk to the nerd. Hopefully in studio. 